Blog Talk Radio. Edition of being politically correct with Jose MVP, most valuable Paul, the proud Thaino Black Puerto Rican radical man of God for the Bronx. My life started there, currently residing in Bridgeport CT. Folks, I usually go on Tuesday nights, but this Tuesday, which is tomorrow, is New Year's Eve. It's going to be a countdown to 2020, a brand new decade, a brand new season. And I pray for, for better changes to come and just continue to be the light that shed the darkness. So I'm just having a wonderful special edition tonight. And in remembrance and reflection of 2019, that soon it will come to pass. And we look forward to a new year. And it's about just stepping forward and just letting God, you know, take charge and trust in his plans that he has for each one of us. And it's about continuing to grow and continue to be better people and become a better society. So before I get into tonight's topic and just uh, freestyle, I want to get into tonight's poem. And I think this poem is, 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 is uh, I feel like it's the right time. This poem is the right time, the right season, the right moment, the right opportunity to just reflect and really come into an understanding that everything has its time. And that's the name of the poem. The poem is called Everything Has Its Time because I was inspired when I read the book of Ecclesiastes. And there's a time for different seasons. There's a time for uh, there's a time for celebration. There's a time for causes and purposes. And everything has its time. And I believe that the Lord is being very intentional about how everything does have its time because everything calls for different occasions, different um, causes. And we have to be able to brace for it and accept it because it's truth and know that everything has its time, his time. And he understands that we go through different experiences, our reactions, might be interpreted differently, but everything has its time. And I feel like this uh, poem, Everything Has Its Time, is very important. And the poem goes like this. It's called Everything Has Its Time, inspired by the book of Ecclesiastes. Everything has its time. A time to know our purpose under the beautiful heavenly skies. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant seeds, a time it multiplies, a time it dies, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to cry, a time to smile that goes a long way, a time to mourn, a time to show empathy, a time to dance and sing, a time to cast away evil, a time to build life-giving relationships, a time to celebrate, 
a time to endure, a time to embrace, a time to walk away, a time to lose, a time to gain, a time to hold on, a time to get rid of, a time to dream, a time to give up, a time to keep silence, a time to speak wisdom, a time of war, a time of peace. Everything has its time. Know that his time is always the right time. And that's the poem, Everything Has Its Time. Folks, I'm just getting started. 323-870-3279. Press 1 if you want to chime in and share your thoughts with tonight's reflection discussion. Before I get into, to, I get into to that segment, I definitely want to share the verse of the day. And this verse of the day is a very familiar passage to many of us who have been studying the Bible, been very in-depth as far as um, dissecting the lost messages and how he uses people to speak his words. And this is from Second Corinthians 5.17, where the Bible says that, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And that's from Second Corinthians 5.17. Folks, once again, 323-870-3279. Press 1 if you want to chime in and share your thoughts. And I want to express and elaborate what that passage talks about. Anyone that is in Jesus Christ, meaning like the Lord is in them, and remember that God sits up high, and the Lord is sitting on the right hand of our Heavenly Father, and He reassures to us that the Holy Spirit is part of the Holy Trinity, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a part of Jesus Christ, that when you accept Christ as the Lord and Savior, all your bad habits, all your transgressions and, and 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 iniquities. You're giving that all up and accepting Christ as your Lord. So when you have Christ in you, your old ways is dead. Meaning your bad habits, your past, your idea of what it once was is no longer because all of that has passed away that's why it's called the past because whatever happened back then is done it occurred but you're giving out all up to God you're confessing and just giving on to him and when you become a new creation you notice how the Holy Spirit is configuring and transforming your spiritual life to a more mature man and woman of God. It's a transformation. It's a spiritual transformation that what you once was is no longer you become something new. And when you become something new, you start to become what's called what they say what's been called reborn, born again. And there's a very great passage. And I know speaking from experience the things I used to do in my life, I've noticed that when I gave my life to Christ and going through that process of spiritual transformation configuration to be a better man, to be baptized, which was my second birthday, July 18, 2015, I was baptized. And when, and when I remember being baptized was how I was drawn and I was in the water, and it felt like 
I was floating in that water, meaning like I was sunk in to feel the transformation and to raise up in the newness of that new creation is what Second Corinthians five seventeen was talking about. Is that whatever you did in the past is old, is it will pass away, is gone. Is when you accept Christ in your heart, there's a new transformation. A change happens spiritually on the inside. I felt that change. And it was like such a great sensation. It was like a completion that I needed to have to bring forth a life that's cultivating and is complete because Christ is in me. My old self self died and I raised to the newness of life. That's the whole idea behind that passage is to be aware and to accept and embrace this opportunity of laying your old self past and you're raised to a newness of life. It does not mean that, oh, let's pretend that you're not going to face trials. That That's not what that is. It, it's not saying that because your old self has passed away and you're raised to newness of life that everything is peaches and cream. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that your whole maturity level is on a different plateau when you accept Christ in your life where the newness of you being reborn again, the Lord is giving you an opportunity to be a changed person. That where you give your life to Christ, it is a, it is a commitment. It is a, 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 a deep, intimate relationship that you have with Christ. So that passage is very, very important. I want us to really hold into that passage. Hold on to that passage of what it means that when you when you give your life to Christ, your, the old past will pass away. It will be removed. It will be it will be done. It will it will also um, it will pass away. And the newness of the creation that God wants you to be is what I look forward to. And I've already embraced that, and I look forward to it because it's an ongoing process. And it comes, and again, and I just wanted to elaborate what Second Corinthians 5.17 was. Folks, once again, 323-870-3279, press 1, one shaman and share your thoughts. So I wanted to get into tonight's reflection, and it was something that was quite interesting, because you think about today's youth, right? You think about the comments, the ideas, Misconceptions even About how today's youth Are troublesome At risk Misguided And some of it is true But then the question really becomes this What are we as adults Are doing about it To bridge that gap To inspire the youth because right now, this generation represents the youth. And we're talking more of the millennial students, young people, young adults. We're talking about the millennials. So millennials means it's like after 1979. So if you're born like in the 80s and up, that's considered like millennials. I'm like the last of the front lines as far as the 70s babies because of what I was around and just the history and just the reality of what I was around. So 
you know, you think about what the youth are facing on a day-to-day as far as daily challenges and activities. One of the biggest oversight that they have in this era is social media. And I was watching something where there was like, there was a situation that happened during the Christmas during the Christmas break. How you have four fights in malls, Trumbull Mall. You had a situation at Norwalk Mall, West Farms, and you had the Connecticut Post Mall in Milford. And I was at one of the malls when someone was giving more insight about well, what led to the whole altercations among young people, and she was telling me that there was what they had called Gang Initiation Day. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, so it's amazing how you have young people recruiting other young folks to get involved with something that's meaningless, ignorant, stupidity, irrelevant, and toxic to where it's fatal. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, how easy it is to recruit people to get involved in gangs. But I find it interesting how it's very more challenging for people to recruit others to lead them to the shepherd. And we're talking about Jesus Christ himself. Hmm, I find that interesting. And I, and I was thinking about this, and I was like, wow, how it is that the bad things that goes on in this lifetime that we live in, the transgressions, the poor behaviors, how it's easy to be sucked into and to be suffocated by hatred and 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 just to be resentful and have despise for someone off based off what colors that they wear, which is a senseless fascination of stupidity. Now anyone that knows gangs know that when you wear certain colors that represents certain gangs. I said, I said, check this out, man. I wear all colors. I wear black. I wear white. I wear red. I wear blue. I don't need to associate no kind of gangs to wear a certain color. I wear all colors because I can do that. So there is no discussion about being affiliated with gangs. But see, but here's when you have this self-righteous point of views that influences people to go down a destructive path. This is what happens when you do not teach kids the truth about Christ. The Bible says that when you teach kids in the way of the Lord, they'll never forget the foundation when they become older, meaning as far as age, wisdom, maturity. You've got to instill this to young people at an early age. Let me tell you how real this is. Yesterday I was at church with my wife and... You know, they had what was called a fireproof takeover Where it was basically young people worshiping, singing songs And honoring God And one of the young people that was singing After they sang, no, they sang an initial song She was saying how, you know, during the intermission That how she felt hopeless That there was a sense of helplessness To where she didn't care, she knew what to do There was no sense of direction She thought God was absent in her life She was was disconnected from the Lord and her aunt kept on praying over her and just talking to her and kept on encouraging her and just have a see 
the reality of what happens when God is absent in one's life. And she saw that, and she was expressing that, and there was a song that really ministered to her that she started crying, and you felt the, the, the cry, the anguish, and you felt like a sense of relief that all things is possible because of God. And I remember at the end of the songs, right before the sermon, right before the sermon you know, commenced, you know, my pastor was, was um, asking young people, young adults, anyone that's 35 or under, please walk to the front and just line up across at the, at the sanctuary, right? And basically he was saying how, you know, these are like what, what they consider to be the millennials. Now, it's easy to condemn young people for their bad behavior. It's easy to ostracize them and instill um, ignorance to them, hatred to them, Hopeless to them because of the atrocity that they've been dealt with. Now I'm not saying that some of that is, is. I'm not saying that some of it is not true because yeah, you got young people who act stupid. Yeah, you got young people who want to throw these little monsters tantrums and want to act tough. Which by the way, they're not tough. I don't care what anybody tell me. These kids are not tough today because they soft like tissue. So what I'm saying is that these kids are poorly misguided. And we know they're misguided by Satan because all he does is steal, kill, and destroy and wreak havoc. You have a situation where young people are just being derailed away from God because the adults who have been in the game for a long time, you would think that they would step forward and help young people create innovative minds, creative minds using their imagination, being creative in terms of them trying to sort out different ways of becoming leaders and, and sort out different ideas of what it takes to become an asinine liability. So the adults is no, no better either because if all adults is doing is ostracizing, condemn, and being on young people and beating them down and just stomping them while they're down, how are we helping them rise up and we're not helping them how to live a better life. That's why a lot of times young people are disengaged in church because they don't feel like there's a connection in terms of people who can identify and understand what, the real, what their realities are. They don't see that connection with someone who grew up in the streets like they did. They wasn't around someone that's been around the block. And I understand that every generation represents something that exemplifies the history of where they came from. I get all that. But you could bring that history to young people because they want to learn. They want to be innovative. They want to comprehend. They want to be more educationally sounded. They want them to spiritually grow by the grace of God. But if, but if, young, but if the adults are not investing their time to help young people become something greater and not encourage them, not galvanize around them to exponentiate their growth, how are the adults making things any better? When I saw that moment of those young folks across the sanctuary, I was thinking to myself, wow, I wish I had someone at that time to pray over me when I was 16. Because while those young folks out there who was in the teens, young adults, I said, wow, where was I at 16? And I knew exactly where I was. I was in prison. And, I've, and I'll be honest, I've done a lot of bad things in my life. I've done a lot of bad things. That's not worth boasting nor bragging 
but I've done a lot of bad things. And I was thinking to myself, when I saw young people looking across to see how they wanted prayers, I was like, wow, I wish I had someone at that time praying over me when I was out there running the streets of New York. And I'm talking about all over New York, from Bronx to Manhattan to Staten Island to The Rock. And I'm like, what's The Rock? Far Rockaway. I know neighborhoods. I was running the streets all over. And during that time, I wish I had someone who said, bro, you know what? Let me mentor you. Let me take you under my wing. Let me introduce you to who Christ is. So it, was, it humbled me very deeply to see that young people are seeking the Lord ultimately. For the for the direction that they need, for the love that that will uh, that will uplift them, for the encouragement that they can be greater, that they can become um, the very best that God wants them to be according to His will, according to His image. And it humbled me to see that. And I was praying for this one young man, and just praying to the Lord that He would use them to be different, use them to inspire his fellow peers in classrooms. Not be a, to be unafraid to want to learn something in school and don't take it for its face value, but really educate and bring forth fruit and to be different. Like you don't need to compromise yourself because others don't like it. It that doesn't matter. For the Bible says in Romans that do not seek the approval of people, seek the approval of the Lord. You seek His approval, and I was praying over that, and I said, Lord, I claim this that He He is reminded that He seeks you for guidance throughout His young walk of life. We have to inspire our young people today. I have worked with the youth for over two decades, so I know what I'm talking about. You have to challenge the young people's thought process. You have to uplift them. You have to empower them as far as doing what's right. Not empower them to enable them to do something stupid and you just continue to just, you know, coddle and stunt their growth. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you have to encourage young people that, you know what, you are not how everybody perceives you to be, but it's who you want to be when it's all said and done. And I believe that young people are, to, are today's excuse me, are today's leaders for tomorrow's future. We have to instill confidence. We have to instill value. We have to most of us instill the, 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 the saturation and the truth of God's words to let young people know that when you face these trials that you understand why. You understand that there's a time for everything. That's why when I wrote the point, everything has a time. There's a time and place for all, for all things to happen, but it will pass. We have to instill that to young people. And if we're not instilling that to young people, that they can be better than where they was at before, then you'll know better than the adults. So my point that I encourage adults to do is to bridge that gap, whether your parents bridge that gap to your children. If your grandparents bridge that gap to your grandchildren, if your step-parents, if your you know, foster parents, whomever, Whatever valuable role that you play in a young person's life, bridge that gap. Bridge that gap to show that there are different ways where we can all learn from each other. I believe that young people have a lot to learn because we're the OGs. We've been around the game for a long time. I'm talking about true OGs that knows what goes on on a day-to-day, that's out in the streets on a day-to-day, that's out there trying to make moves on a day-to-day, that sees the harsh realities of what goes on in our neighborhoods, in our ciphers, on a day-to-day. It is our duty to help young people to know that there is light, that there is hope, that there is help, there is resources there, and to be able to 
utilize the innovative young minds. Because young people are innovative. Young people are very creative. Sometimes they're misguided. Sometimes they're misdirected. But they have a lot to offer. But it's about bridging that gap. They have to learn from us as we're learning from them. I'm not saying that we have to act like they're shoe sizes. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying, I'm saying act your age, not your shoe size. I'm saying that that's, that's given. But what I'm saying is that you have to tap into what young people are being exposed to and what they can show you as the adults to say, wow, okay, let's talk about this and let's really enhance this further to advance the idea of how you can become an asset. How can you become the leader that people will follow you, that you will lead them to our shepherd? We have to bridge that gap to see that there are many, like, 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 I mean, listen, I could take one example, music. Where has music gone? I've always said music's gone down south, way past Miami, Florida. And I understand that they're trying to use that auto-tune sound to bring some forth as far as, and I, and I get it, you know, like I said, I get it that you have young artists who's out there using that auto-tune sound to kind of bring forth you know, God's work in that format because young people listen to that type of sound nowadays. And I'm not, I, I don't agree with that, but I get it. I get it because, I mean, just all those two sounds just horrendous for me. But that's not no here, no there. But my point that I'm trying to say is that they're trying to bridge that gap as far as identifying with what young people like. And I think it's important that we have to continue to bridge that gap and just lure young people on the right side. It's important that Young people are trying to, you know, lure us not to their level, but just listen to what they're going through on a day-to-day. It's important to really hone in and listen in to what young people are facing. And I think part of it is, you know, one of the most important aspects is listening. You have to listen. And I think a lot of times people tend to do the opposite. You know, the Bible says that, you know, be swift to listen, slow to speak. A lot of times people talk more than they speak. Well, here's a newsflash. God gave us two ears, one mouth. Listen first, then open your mouth, and then speak. Don't think because you talk more that you know more, but in actuality, you don't know more. So the point that I'm trying to say here is that we have to make sure that young people are being led to where they're seeing it from our point of view, and just like we have to look at it from their eyes as far as what they are facing as far as their day-to-day. And how do we bring awareness and using different creative ideas to further advance the whole, um, the most powerful message is to love one another. How do we just create that, that culture? How do we create that whole element of loving one another as we love ourselves? That's what the Bible talks about. Love thy neighbor. We have to show young people that there is hope. And I've been very blessed. I've been very gratefully thankful that for two decades that I've worked with young people, that they see me as, oh, that's an OG. That's a real dude. Because they see that not only I preach the word of gospel, but I speak to them like, on that level that I've been in your shoes because guess what? I'm walk, I've, been, I've been spending five years of your life because the legacy of the writings has already been written because I'm already prophesying to them what's going to happen, what their life has, has been through for us, what they encounter, and what's going to happen. So young people are really, they, they want to make a difference because I truly believe that they do care. 
and they and I see that when I was working job corps, I've recruited over 150 young people to get off the streets and make a name for yourself. Be selfless. You know, don't be afraid to be different. Don't be like anybody. Anybody don't being like anybody else is corny. Be original. Be different. It's okay to stand out. Don't worry about fitting in. Fitting in doesn't do anything. You just got there. But what makes you different from the next person that's on your left side, your right side, in front, or behind you? It's about standing out. And I think that young people really do care. But we have to show that empathy to them as far as how to. And let them know that, you know what, that God has plans for you. We love you. We want to see you make it. But that doesn't mean that you're going to do what you want to do as far as acting a fool and there's no consequence because that's part, one of the main, that's part one of the biggest problems we have today is that there's lack of consequence. you got young people under five throwing these monsters tangents. you got kids under eight, curse words. you got kids under nine in foster care and kids ten in handcuffs. This is real out here. We have to form a stronger communion. Among the adults and the young people that is here today in this generation. We have to make sure that we're guiding them in the right direction. And if we're not guiding them in the right direction, then we are no better than the next person that's trying to make a change. Folks, you listen to Being Politically Correct with MVP, Most Valuable Poet. We're going to take a short minute break. When we come back, we'll get into tonight's discussion. Be right back. Once again, you listen to you listen to being politically correct with MVP Most Valuable Poet Special Edition tonight. Um, as you know, tomorrow's New Year's Eve, and I'm looking forward to partying godly way. See, a lot of times people have this misconception that you know when you party, you're in a church. They think it's boring, and I, I and I, and, and in some senses, I get why, because sometimes even churchgoers and believers. Have this facade that because you have the Lord in your in your life and that you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that He somehow is a born being. The Lord is far from born, folks. Far from born. He is the most amazing and exciting, higher being ever. It's just that He don't do things illegally. See, a lot of times in the world, people like to party and get drunk, get high get reckless, start fights, shootouts. See, we can have a party and break bread and fellowship without getting drunk, can eat a good meal, have a nice drink. And I'm talking about, like, you know, have a bottle of water, nice drink. You ain't got to have a beer. You ain't got to get high. If you want to get on the high, I said this before and I say this again. If you want to get on the high, get on the spiritual high with the Lord. Inhale his his words. Inhale his presence, 
and exhale life. It's okay to do that. It's okay to dance. It's okay to have fun. You ain't got to have, you, you don't have to be in a situation where having fun requires police presence to get involved to arrest somebody because someone done acted stupid like a knucklehead. So we're going to have a blast tomorrow night. See, tomorrow night, Gospel Light Community Church presents GLCC Lounge for 9 p.m. until. And it's located on 222 Charles Street, Bridgeport, Connecticut, 06606. The Lord has put in my heart to um, host this party. We're going to have a blast. We're going all out. Life's too short to be angry, to have anguish, to be hateful. There's too many beefs out here, man. Too many beefs out here where, and it's not just worldly people, godly people too. There's too many beefs out here, man. And the idea behind this party is to celebrate the legacy of Jesus Christ, fellowship with one another, network with one another, build these life-loving relationships that we need to continue to, you know, form to become one body of Christ. We're going to have an open mic segment where I'm going to be emceeing that segment. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fly. It's going to be off the hook. Again, it's going to be tomorrow from 9 o'clock 9 p.m. until it's called Gospel Light Community Church presents GLCC Lounge, located at 222 Charles Street, Bridgeport, Connecticut, 06606. So if you're in the Bridgeport area, Stratford, Norwalk, Connecticut, wherever, NY, wherever, wherever. Because listen, I've seen people travel all over just to go to an event. So you know what I'm saying? Come on, you know, come on by, enjoy, enjoy. Enjoy. Don't worry about who's doing what. Come in to enjoy. Come on to just celebrate the life and legacy of Jesus Christ. Because let me tell you something. Jesus Christ has done a lot in my life. He has done in my life. He's been doing things in my life. He's going to continue to do things in my life and just continue to just worship and magnify Him. That's the bottom line. And I look forward to, you know, what's next, what lies ahead. And once we cross that bridge, we're going to, you know, once we cross that bridge, we'll get there. But until then, we're going to celebrate tomorrow night. We're going to, we're going to have a dope DJ. He's going to be, you know, blessing the, 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 the mic, the speakers, and the different sounds and music. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope, man. You know, you know I, I, I highly encourage, you know, to invite family, friends, coworkers, you know, people in the community, people all over, it's going to be off the chains. It's going to be dope. It's going to be fly. And let me explain why this is important. Like I said, one of the main, one of the main reasons why it's important that the Lord put my heart to do this is to have this misconception be, um, to, have, to change this misconception, rather. Let me, let me clarify that. To change this whole misconception that Jesus Christ is some boring being, that, yes, he's all love, yes, he's all... Um, Hope, but they make it seem like he's just some boring being. He's far from boring, like I said. The Lord, listen, man. I'm sure, I'm sure when we start cranking and partying, 
You know, the Lord is partying with his disciples up there, with the angels up there, partying and smiling and just probably doing the moonwalk and doing the side-to-side dance. Y'all don't know that, but I'm sure that they're partying up there. And that's what it's all about, man. It's about enjoying and celebrating. Blessing the church, blessing the community, blessing each other. You know, the Lord wants to bless us to bless others. I said this before and I'm saying this again. If we do not reach our city, if we do not reach out to other communities, other churches, then we're just nothing but a country club. And that's not and that's not, that's gonna be corny and whack. This party is gonna represent all the enjoyment, all the partying, the fellowship, the drinking, the eating, minus the drugs, minus the alcohol, minus police presence, minus, you know, shootouts. Cause that's not what we're all of. That's not what we're doing. We ain't about that type of scene, man. Like I said before, man, life's too short, man. There's too many beefs out here, man. We need to kill that noise, and end this stupidity. You know what I mean? I was just talking about earlier, though. You have young people causing mayhem in malls. You had a big shootout that happened in Texas, where two people got killed. You had another guy that went to. Um, it was some town in New York where, you know. He, he, uh, it was like a hate crime Attacking Jewish Yo we gotta stop the beast man Kill this noise right here man At the end of the day We're all one Under God If you think I'm playing This is what we're gonna do I want us to take our forms And take a knife And just cut us up just a little bit And we bleed the same color Whether you're white Whether you're Spanish Whether you're black Whether you're German Whether you're Japanese It don't matter We bleed the same color We did The Lord made us, made us differently He wired us differently So the Lord never makes mistakes God makes no errors We make the errors Because we don't want to embrace And accept each other And that's what this party represents Loving each other Having fun, enjoying each other. As my cousin now always say, breaking bread. That's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be breaking bread. You know what I mean? Because I said this before and I said this again. It should not only be the time, right? It should never be the only time that people come together when someone dies. Because I'm going to make that very, I'm going to make that abundantly clear. People better not take life for granted. Because when someone dies or tragedy happens and you see someone there in the casket in the funeral and everybody's wearing all black, all of a sudden now everybody wants to be united, uh-uh, that's not how I do. That's not how I do. Don't take life for granted. By the way, I must tell you, let me give you an example. Not to, I just want to just say a little sidebar, but I just want to get back to the main topic. My cousin, Pastor William Nevis, he celebrated his 89th birthday tonight. <laughs> Nah, I wouldn't play here. Eighty nine, man. He he, no, he he lived forty nine years, man. You know, you know, um, the Lord blessed him and woke him up to another year. Celebrated forty nine. I'm talking about the eighty nine. We ain't there yet, cause. But um, you know, the point is, is that we got together to celebrate his birthday. Family came from Long Island to celebrate this time to fellowship, to talk, to catch up. That's what it's all about. Don't take these things for granted, because like I said before. I, life's too short to not speak to someone For different reasons Whether it be family, friends, whomever Brothers and sisters, whomever And then when something bad happens Something tragically happens All of a sudden we come together Uh-uh, I'm not doing that I'm not doing that Because at the end of the day That's very disingenuous When you love and invest your time with one another 
through good and bad, you ride it out to the end. The Lord says, through good and bad, I'm going to be with you to the end. Read the Bible. The Lord talks about that. I will be with you from now until the end. And the Lord understands we're going to have our shortcomings, but we have to continue to strive for, for his excellence. Because I said this before, and I say this again. He is the GOAT, not the animal GOAT. I'm talking about the acronym GOAT, the G-O-A-T, the greatest of all time, because I'm chasing his greatness. That's what it's all about. So, back to what I was saying originally about tomorrow's event. This is a time to celebrate. This is a time to come together. This is a time to just unite. This is a time to just reflect on what happened over the years, this past season, 2019, this past year. This is a time to, you know, really understand and fathom what we're going, what we're going to um, look forward to in this new decade. You know, what is there that we need to be more aware of? What is it that we need to continue to do to cultivate our spiritual work with God? What is it that has to happen for us to continue to be a strong communion? Like I said before, I'm done talking. I'm through with talking. It's about taking that stance. It's about taking action. It's about continuing to find different ways to further advance the Lord's message. And I was interested because, you know, my pastor and I was reading uh, about improving your service, the last chapter, and it's a question that posed about can one person make a difference? Absolutely. Now, I'm not saying that one person is going to have all the answers to everything, but that one person can make a difference. If you think you, if you, if you think that that's not so, read the book of the Exodus by Moses. How the Lord used Moses, one guy, to help feed the slave that was held captive in Egypt under Pharaoh. How the Lord used the, the prophet Samuel to confront David, saying, "You've been, a, you know, you realize the Lord didn't see what you did as far as you being an adulterer." Esther, read about Esther. What I'm saying is that one person can make a difference. Now I'm not saying that oh I got all the answers. But you best believe that I'm one person that's making a difference to do something to uplift the community, to do something to hit the airwaves. I'm just one man, but I'm making a difference here. Now, I'm not saying I got all the answers here, but the Lord's going to give me the answers that I need to ask about. And I said this before and I say this again. If you want to come join and support the course, hey, let's go. But if you're not going to join the course, do me a favor, don't criticize. Because you sound nothing more but a whining, sniffling complainer. Nobody wants to hear it. If you're going to take a stand, do something, hey, let's hey, let's advance, let's go together, let's invest, let's build, let's continue to inspire and uplift the community. And that's what the event's all about tomorrow. It's about enjoyment. It's about fellowship. It's about, you know, celebrating that time that we've been through a lot, through our ups and downs, through our rises and falls, through our trials and tribulations, through the gains and the losses. But we're still here. The true treasures come from heaven. The true um, riches come from God. Everything comes from Him. And all we got to do is just tap into it and reach and believe and accept and share it so that others can feel like that there's hope. That's what this, that's, that's this party is all about tomorrow. We're going to have a great time, folks. We're going to have a great time. And it's about... Unifying It's about Showing that you know what Not everything in this world Is Horrific Not everything In our society Is corrupted 
this New Year's Eve party represents enjoyment. Where you could be yourself, where no one's not going to be critiquing or no one's not going to be looking at you the wrong way. This event's for the public. This event is for everyone to be invited. It's an invitation. It's about welcoming. It's about enjoyment. It's about triumph. It's about hope. It's about victory. It's about looking forward that the old year will pass and the new year is going to be arriving. Maybe it might be scary. Maybe it might be um, tumultuous. But we have to embrace it. And just take this opportunity to be grateful for what the Lord has provided and continue to fight for his message every day. And it goes back to that question that I just posed earlier that was on the last chapter to Improve Yourself. Can one person make a difference? Absolutely. And in that process, that one person can make a difference, others can make a difference. So a lot of times you hear people say how, oh, we're waiting for that one person, or oh, we're waiting for that leader. Why are you waiting for that one person when you're here? Be the leader that the, that the Lord wants you to be, to rally around and lead the lost sheep to the shepherd. Let's continue to be a better society. Let's continue to, you know, elevate and heighten the love and the 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 the, the um the love, the elevation, the belief that our God and our Lord is with us through it all. That's what this event is all about. We've got to hone in on what it means to celebrate and embrace our differences. See, a lot of times when we can identify and relate, yeah, that that builds a strong relationship because you have commonalities, absolutely. But one of the most fundamental aspects of love is embracing each other's differences. And this is what the Lord, I believe, truly appreciates, that we're wired differently, but yet we're aiming to fight for the same message of loving our neighbors we love ourselves, seeking God for greatness and guidance to not be contaminated with hatred. So let's promote this opportunity to invite family and friends to come on in and enjoy. It's going to be dope, man. I mean, everybody's going to bring in different meals, different appetizers, different um, entrees, different drinks. I mean, you know, my homeboy who's a DJ, he's going to just play all types of different sounds. It's, it's going to be dope, man. It's going to be live. It's going to be dope, man. I mean, like I said, it takes everyone to partake. And like I said before, I am going to warn you, if you're if you're looking for a party 
that talks about alcohol and getting drunk and being reckless and throwing up and looking stupid and everybody just taking pictures and recording you and going viral, nah, this ain't the type of scene. So if that's the kind of scene you're trying to get into, nah, not over here. Not over here. Because at the end of the day, life's too short to see someone get killed again. We just saw what happened in Texas. We just saw what happened in New York. We just saw what happened in the malls. You know, can we be difference makers? I mean, part of the solution, not the problems. There's enough problems as it is. Why add on? So that's what tomorrow's all about. That's what it's all about tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it because, like I said, you know, I have a big responsibility tomorrow to host the event, to host the party and the open mic, but I, I, I embrace the challenge because, like I said, this is what the Lord wants me to do is to serve and be an example and I also believe that it takes everyone else to just partake into this amazing event and to really just inspire the community, excuse me, inspire the community and just spending time together. Like I said before, don't take nothing for granted. And I'm going to say this again. Don't focus on the person who's doing it. Focus on the course. Because a lot of times you get caught up into this notion that if they see an event that looks worthy, and they are, you know, contemplating about wanting to go, but then they see who's doing it and they don't like the person, then it's going to mute everything that you stand or that you stand for, rather. But when you like someone, no matter what they do, whether it's good or bad, you're going to ride, you're going to ride it out with them and support them. So the mindset has to be altered. Don't focus on who's doing what. Focus on what the cause is. For example, when you have the cause as far as the walk to end homelessness or the cause to... Um, you know, go a five-mile walk, a 5K walk for breast cancer, domestic violence awareness. You're not focusing on who's doing the event. You're focusing on the cause itself because you've known people who might have been domestic violence survivors, who those who might have been, um, who were um, who were at the time, um, had can had breast cancer, but now became survivors, whether it be someone's mother, someone's aunt, someone's grandmother, someone's wife, someone's sister, whomever. You're not focusing on who's doing the event or who's implementing or who's in charge of the event. You're focusing on the cause itself. So this is no different than what I'm doing tomorrow. Don't worry about what. I, don't worry about who's leading. Focus on the cause. And it's about becoming a stronger community. It's about becoming a stronger nation. It's about becoming a stronger church. It's about becoming a stronger congregation. And it's about really exemplifying what it means to be one true body of Christ. Folks, once again, three, two, three. Eight seven zero three two seven nine. Press one if you want to and share your thoughts, folks. I was just getting so excited. I got carried away. I forgot to make a couple of announcements. Usually I make an announcement like at that at that eight thirty hour at the halfway point, but you know it's almost time. So I'll just say this real quick as far as announcements. Um, for those of you who are literally homeless and want to, um, you know, locate and and find an emergency shelter, please call two one one. And get in contact with a can navigator that would direct you to the nearest shelter that's in your area, depending on where you live at. And also, folks, I'm an author called Robert Vellis Jr. Presents MVP Most Valuable Poet Volume One. All you gotta do is go on my Facebook page and just download. All you gotta do is um, go on my Facebook page and just click on the link right below, right below my profile pic and just. Click on, it's going to take you to the site itself. You can just buy my book or just go on Amazon.com and just search for Robert Felsgen Presents MVP, Most Right Report, Volume 1. So, with that being said, um, like I said, man, I mean, I, 
you have to um, take this opportunity and reflect on everything that happened in your life. And I'm sure every one of us have experienced something, good and bad. But the real question is, have you experienced the power of Christ? And if you haven't experienced the power of Christ, this is your opportunity to experience the power of Christ when you come to tomorrow's New Year's Eve event. Experience the power of Christ, being saturated with his presence there. And believe you me, not one of us is perfect. Nobody is. Nobody. But we are all striving for the Lord's excellence. We are all here to honor the legacy of Jesus Christ, who endured his life by going to the cross to bear our sins. And that's what this is all about. You know, people get caught up into whole, oh, but it's a tradition. It's not a tradition. It's never a tradition. You know, if you get caught up into a whole aspect of, um, oh, you know, the new countdown's not a, I mean, the countdown to the next year is not fun unless you see the ball drop. I mean, I'm not, look, man, I, I'm not one to judge anyone. And I, like I told this one person on, on social media, he was saying how, you know, my pastor had invited, um, sending invites out to folks, and one guy you know, replied, and I'm just paraphrasing, saying how, Oh, you know, it's a tradition. I see what you guys are doing, but, you know, I'd rather go see the ball drop. I'm like, listen, the ball drop is not what the New Year's represents. New Year's Eve represents an opportunity to reflect on your past year and how you can continue to grow and get better and celebrate life. Seeing the ball drop, look, man, you can see the ball drop from, from the, all the way in the top to the bottom. That's not what the New Year's is. All that, all the New Year's ball drop, all the ball drop, it just enhances the countdown to the new year. But that's not the main highlight. I'm like, dude, like, have an open mind. Don't be shallow and close-minded. You know what I mean? So it's that kind of stupidity that I don't go for. You know what I mean? So it's important to really hone in on what it truly means to celebrate the new year. Because like I said before, we're not promised tomorrow. So like I told this guy, don't be so critical on, 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 on the pettiness, on things that doesn't line up with you. Focus on the the essence of what it means to celebrate, knowing that we're not promised tomorrow. So, you know what I mean? So, it's important to really highlight and educate folks about things that can really benefit and help someone really grow into their faith. And it's so important for all of us to really, as I said before, celebrate life. Like I said, man, tomorrow's going to be a blast. It's going to be off the hook. It's going to be off the chains. I mean, we're going to have a blast. Like I said, tomorrow, um, New Year's Eve event is called Gospel Like Community Church Presents GLCC Lounge, located at 222 Charles Street, Bridgeport, Connecticut, 06606. I'm going to be hosting the open mic statement. I'm going to be hosting the party. Listen, I'm one man, and I'm excited about this, but we need everyone to get involved, and we need everyone to just join in and just celebrate. And I and I highly encourage all my brethren, my brothers and sisters, to just no, tell your friends about it. Tell your families about that. Tell young people about that. Like I said, though, I've been invited, promoted. I mean, networking. I mean, sending the invites. Everybody's been putting their part to really make this happen. So I'm very grateful for those that's been so engaged in helping out with this project, with this idea, with this whole notion, with this whole event. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna have fun. And you best believe the Lord's going to be having fun because he's going to be bobbing his head and dancing with his with his clothes and his sandals. He's going to be parlaying in heaven. So he's going to be, he's going, he's going to have fun. And I think that's what the Lord wants us to do is have fun. 
All right. And I think that as we wind down to the new year, let's just continue to fight for the Lord's message. And the greatest commandment the Lord always said is to love him with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to love one another as we love ourselves. Folks, I just want to say thank you for just listening in to tonight's show. And this year went by so fast. I mean, I would never thought in my wildest dream that I've been speaking for almost now two years every week. And the Lord has just, just blessed me to really um, infuse and just hit the um, the airwaves and just connect. And it's, it's, it's humbling. It's exciting. I mean, it's motivating. And I just pray for a prosperous new year. And I pray for prosperity for everyone. And let's continue to grow. Let's continue to be better people. And let's, most of all, be one body of Christ and celebrate the legacy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Folks, I just want to say Happy New Year's. God bless y'all. I'm going to see y'all next year, which is next Tuesday. But, yeah, next year is crazy. It's crazy, man. But, you know, I look forward to seeing y'all next year. We're going to go out again to next Tuesday night at 8 p.m. sharp. Happy New Year's from... Being politically correct with MVP Mosaic Report for the Drake Media Network family. We love y'all. God bless y'all. See y'all next year. We're going to go at it again. Out.